Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. As sad as it sounds at the beginning of the year, we try to rejoice and enjoy the year uh, and, and finish it off the right way. Welcome to The Jump. I'm Rachel Nichols alongside a couple of former NBA champs, Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins. Guys, coming up, Michael Jordan gave a rare interview to Good Morning America, so stick around to hear what he had to say about the Last Dance Bulls documentary. I don't know if we've mentioned this, but it premieres Sunday night right here on ESPN. We'll be talking about that. First, though, longtime Warriors beat reporter Ethan Strauss has a new book entitled The Victory Machine. It details the Warriors' dynamic run over the last half decade. Now, in the book, Ethan writes about an exchange between Durant and himself on January of last year. KD accused him of trying to rile up Steph's fans and saying that media members and fans often kissed Steph's blank at Kevin's expense and that that hurt the dynamic of the team. So, Perk, do you understand why Kevin might feel this way? KD, my brother, please, I'm begging you, stop responding to the media because you responding to Ethan Strauss. Guess what's going to happen now? He's going to have a New York bestseller for us with his book. If you don't respond, hey, man, you know, maybe a couple people read it. But at the end of the day, do me a favor. Stop responding to the media. But now to address the situation, Rachel, when you talk about Steph Curry and KD and Steph getting all the praise, of course he's going to get all the praise. Uh, Steph Curry was back-to-back MVPs before KD got there. KD knew what he was getting himself into when he joined the 73-9 and team. He knew he was the best player on the team, but that was Steph's team from the jump, and it's always going to be Steph Curry team. And yes, Steph do get a lot of praise. KD, you were the guy who was uh, you know, getting uh, 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 the backlash in the media when you didn't perform well, but you lived up to the hype. At the end of the day, you went to Golden State. You helped them win two championships. You won two finals MVPs. And now you're off to your next journey. So just let it go. It's forever going to be Steph Curry team in Golden State with the Golden State Warriors. So it is what it is. Yeah, uh, Perk, I, I, there's there's parts of me that I agree with you. Obviously, it's always best to not respond to people that, that you feel uh, are sometimes, you know, talking about you in a negative light. But that's not who Kevin Durant is. So we can't keep asking Kevin to be somebody that we want him to be. If that's who Kevin wants to be, then I'm okay with it. As far as who gets credit and who gets the blame, look, it's Wade County. Right? When LeBron James and Chris Bosch went down to Miami, they joined D Wade. And it was always going to be Wade County, no matter what Chris Bosch did, no matter what LeBron James did. And even after LeBron left, it was still Wade County. That's always going to be Steph Curry's team. It was Steph Curry's team before he was there, before Kevin Durant was there. It was Steph Curry's team while he was there, even though he was, in my opinion, by far the best player and the most important player on their team. But, and it's going to be Steph Curry's team after, as we see. So we can't really get too upset about riling up fans. And you can only control what you can control. But, Look, RJ, guys, I, 
Go ahead, sorry, Kendra. Rachel. No, so RJ, so but my point is is that we've seen several interviews that he told media media the media people that, hey, leave me alone. All I want to do is play basketball. Well, if that's the case, first of all, the media are not gonna leave you alone. You're Kevin Durant. You're Kevin Durant when you're healthy, you're arguably the best basketball player in the world. So the media is not gonna leave you alone. But my thing is if you just wanna play basketball and that's what you want to do and deal with the media when you have to deal with them don't comment because you make a one-day topic or a two-day topic turn into a two-week topic about yourself so you can't have it both ways rj well i I agree I think, RJ, your point about the Miami situation is apt, but it was definitely up on steroids from that. Because when LeBron and Chris Bosh came to join Dwayne in Florida, that team was a terrible team the year before, right? They had It had been years mm-hmm. and years since he won with Shaq. This team, this situation, was Kevin joining a 73-win team that had won the season before. Obviously not the year you won, but the season before that. And the nuance of that situation, the complicated of that dynamic, the way people looked at that dynasty, the way people looked at Kevin and whether he was, quote, really an MVP kind of player because he had all of that other help, I think fed in to some of the complicated feelings that were going on. And they were complicated for fans. Richard, you hear from Golden State Warriors fans on Twitter all the time. Um, They were complicated inside the team dynamic. And Ethan's book, I think, is going to expose and talk about some of those things. It will be interesting as people read through it to see the other things that are uncovered. I bet we will be talking about it again. So, guys, I want to change gears to the biggest sporting event of uh, self-isolation season. That is the debut of ESPN Films' The Last Dance documentary, of course, Mm -hmm. debuting this Sunday, 9 p.m. on ESPN. For those who don't know, a film crew followed the 70, sorry, the 97-98 Chicago Bulls for their sixth and final title run. And this morning, Michael Jordan was on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. Take a listen. How's the family doing? How are you and your loved ones with all that's going on in the around the world these days? How are you guys doing? Well, uh, we're we're blessed, obviously. Um, you know, we we get a chance to spend a lot of time together. So I'm quarantined down here in Florida with the, with my wife and my two kids, and, and stay in contact with my other three kids uh, via the uh, the phone. But uh, my family's doing well. Uh, mom, brothers, sisters, everybody's doing well. So we're very blessed, especially with what's going on in the world and. Look, uh, our hearts and our prayers go out to all the you know, tragedies right. and the families that are enduring this 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 uh, this unbelievable tragedy that's happening to uh, to America and to the world. To the world, and thank you for that. And it's it's something that people feel, and and they're looking for a, a, a distraction, if you will. And it's great that this series has been moved up. It was supposed to debut later, but people were just clamoring for. For something to give them inspiration and hope, and this docu series really does this. It chronicles that final championship run, that final time that together with the Bulls. Michael, what do you remember most about that final year? Well, it was a trying year. Uh, we all were trying to enjoy that year, knowing that it was coming to an end. Um, I was hoping that you know the beginning of the season it, it basically started when. Uh, Jerry Krause told Phil that, you know, he can go 82 and 0 and we, we, he would never get the chance to come back. And, you know, knowing that I was, I, I married myself to him, you know, obviously. And, 
And if he wasn't going to be a coach, then, you know, obviously I wasn't going to play. So Phil started off the year by saying this is the last dance. And, and we played it that way, you know. So mentally it just kind of it tugged at you throughout the course of the year, you know, but that this had to come to an end. But it also centered our focus to making sure we end it right. You heard him talking there. They could have gone 82-0 and and still would have broken up. But what would have happened, Richard, a little what if for you, if the Bulls didn't break up at the end of that year, if that wasn't laid out by Jerry Krause and they had been allowed to continue, when do you think their run would have ended? I, I, I think, you know, one more championship, in my opinion, maybe two more. Uh, if they would have played until the wheels fell off, if they would have kept their core unit together, uh, obviously Shaq and Kobe, they were on their way, but that meant Phil Jackson wouldn't have been with Shaq and Kobe. He probably would have still been in Chicago. So there are so many what-ifs. Obviously, there was a lockout year, so that year was a little bit funky, and then the next year started the three-peat for uh, for the Lakers. So there's a lot of what-ifs, and obviously Phil Jackson was a part of the, the next great dynasty in the Lakers winning six with them. So we can talk about the what-ifs, but if he would have stayed in Chicago, that might have changed things in L.A. So uh, do I think the Bulls had more left in them? Yes. Do I think they would have won eight straight in the two years that he was gone? Probably not. But I definitely believe that they had one or two more championships in them if they would have played three or four more years. Hey, Rachel, RJ, I don't know about y'all, but every time I hear Michael Jordan speak, because we don't hear him speak often, it's, it's almost like that good gospel music on a Sunday morning, your favorite Seriously, gospel Perk. song. <laughs> I, it's music to your ears, like when you hear him speak, but to, 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 to your point, Rachel, in 99, it was a 50-game season. So I, in my opinion, I see the Bulls for Peyton because you're giving Michael Jordan rest uh, yep. low management type risk and he's coming into that season they win that easily I feel sorry for the Spurs because as we all know the unsung hero that I think the unsung hero for the Bulls because they would have played the San Antonio Spurs would have been Dennis Rodman and we all know that Dennis Rodman and the Spurs did end on good terms so he probably would have been I know he would have been in Tim Duncan back pocket <laughs> that whole series so there's no doubt in my mind that Tim the Duncan Bulls would have given him work. No, no, sir, RJ. You were Tim Duncan would have given him worm. work. We're talking about the worm. We're, no yeah. way is we're that. talking about the, the greatest would, power forward ever. Ever. Hands down, no conversation. And we'll arguably be talking about one of the greatest defenders ever on the block. The Give worm. me the greatest so period over the greatest defender any day. Man, what up, what up, RJ? It's a good what if, and I think you guys' point about the lockout that year is right. It would not only give Michael Jordan time to sort of rest up and get going in that 50-game season, but one of the things that those guys talk so much about, you'll see in this documentary, is just how tired everyone was and kind of sick of being together and all that restlessness you get. We saw it with the Warriors. We were just talking about it at the end of their dynasty. So if they had gotten that lockout break from each other, some of that could have dissipated, too, and I, I agree. I see them winning at least one more title that next year. All right, guys, coming up, Wizards star John Wall is going to join the jump from his house in Maryland. Stick around to find out if John thinks he could return to action if this season extends into July or August. And also about the heart-to-heart he needed to have with Bradley Beal. First up, time for today's Distant Replay. This features three, three incredible moments from this date in NBA history.
Allen gets the bucket. Indiana commits the foul. He is so good at getting in traffic against the big guys, putting his body on them, and then moving the ball away from them. Tomorrow on NBC, but right now we're back to action. A steal by Christie. Christie eludes the defender. Jason Williams behind the back. Bullock. Stoyakovich with a bucket. And I mean, Jason threw an absolute blinding. Offensive board. They've got nine offensive rebounds now. Team Mouth! The reversal by Tracy! And one! What a shot! Tracy McGrady had 25 points in the first half. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. GEICO has the insurance industry-leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere. Which means that GEICO is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you. Like animal control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, you guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. I, uh, listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. <laughs> GEICO, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app. Tomorrow, the WNBA Draft will be live on ESPN and the ESPN app, 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific. It will be a virtual format with Oregon's Sabrina Ionescu a lock to become the number one pick of the New York Liberty. The Dallas Wings and Indiana Fever round out the top three. And coming up at 5 o'clock Eastern today, it is Sports Center with the PTI guys joining at 5.30. We cap the day with another Sports Center at 11 o'clock Eastern after the NBA Horse Challenge Championship matchup. And now I'd like to welcome in John Wall. John, thank you so much for joining us. What's up, Rachel? How you doing? Thanks for having me. You have been recovering from your Achilles injury, and it had gotten to the point you were scrimmaging with the Wizards G League team, throwing down some serious dunks, friend, and then everything came to a grinding halt with this shutdown. How has that hampered things for you? Um, It's kind of been cool. You know, I mean, It's a little different just doing my workouts from home. I'm lucky I have a half-court basketball court in a weight room where I could do some cardio and uh, abs and things like that. But it kind of like knocked it off balance because I'm not getting it up and down five on five condition that I like to do. But other than that, I'm just great being at home and trying to stay safe. Well, you look amazing out there in those highlights. The Wizards had pronounced you out for this entire season. But of course, now this season could extend into July or August, possibly. If that were to happen, is there any chance you could play a few games there at the end? Nah, I just think with our program and what we got scheduled for next season, like what what my ultimate goal is to make sure I'm fully all the way healthy. Um, Weight is down to where I wanted that, so we're going to wait until next season. But with all this going on, it's kind of like, oh, did you think about it or do you have that chance to make a push and make a run? But in in our best case scenario, we're just going to wait till next season. I know Wizards fans are going to be disappointed, but that's good news about their conditioning in general. Did you drop weight? Yeah, I dropped a lot of weight. I'm down to 212 now, and I'm just trying to get, like, to 205 or 200, like, in between that range. They say uh, the best-case scenario for you to come back from this injury and be the best you possibly could be, you have to lose lose weight and get down to probably where you used to be at, a couple of pounds. And that's where my ultimate goal is, to lock in on that part and make sure I'm in the best shape possible. How much did you lose? What were you down from? 
I was down from 224, 225. All right. I was like eight yeah. months with no running, no jogging. So it was very difficult. So I had to be on a very, very strict diet. I get it. There's good French fries out there in D.C. I understand. <laughs> Brad Beal, of course, has been having a great season before things shut down. And he went on our friend Zach Lowe's podcast. He said that there was a point over the course of this season where there was some weirdness between the two of you. Brad's exact words were, quote, it was noise that was noticeable. We couldn't ignore it. He said it got to the point where we eventually had a conversation. Do you have a problem with me? No. Do you have a problem with me? No. He said we just handled it like grown men. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, like. Like, people don't understand, like, we're two young guys that's both talent in this league and both stars in this league, and we both want to have the ball in our hands a lot. We both want to take the last shot. And um, you can't take it away from two guys that's very talented. So, at the end of the day, we just had a conversation of, like, yo, you know what? I'm not John Wall without you. You're not Bradley Bill without me. And we understand that. And we know everybody that's not in the locker room around us every day and see us work out and how we compete and make each other better. The outside noise can kind of hamper your team if you allow it. But uh, just watch him develop and get better and see him play now. I can't wait to play with a guy like that that's involved this game to a whole nother level. And throughout this whole time of me just sitting back watching, kind of being a coach, studying more film and getting my game better the best I can so I can help him and contribute to him is always going to help us. In the meantime, I know you've been coaching from the sidelines. Your coach, Scotty Brooks, said you're like a basketball savant during timeouts. Has this season taught you that you might actually want to go into coaching? Uh, maybe might be coaching, might want to be a GM or something like that. But like my ultimate goal is to stick with basketball when my career is over. Like that's how much I love the game. Um, I'm watching old college games of girls and the WNBA games. And even without us being able to play, I'm locked into it. John Wall running a team one day. I love it. You know, before we go, I did want to go to a more somber note and ask you about one of your Kentucky guys, Carl Anthony Towns, who of course so tragically lost his mother to coronavirus earlier this week. You lost your own mother just a few months ago. Have you talked to him? What words of support can you offer him? No, I haven't spoken to Carl, but I just want to send my condolences to Kat and his family. Um, I know what I know what it's like to lose a mom. Um, I know I know what he's definitely going through. Um, I, this past Sunday on the um, the twelfth, made it the fourth month since I lost my mom. And um, it's different circumstances for both of us, but um, I just know what the pain is, and it's still the same. And it's something you can never get over, man. You, all you basically can do is just try to sit there and talk to somebody that's been through it or spend time like just reminiscing on those memories and things like that. And that's the best thing you can do. But it's never going to get old because that's your best friend. That's your mom. Like that's who put you on this earth. That's who gave you the world to breathe and everything you want to enjoy. So like it's always going to be tough. So every time the 12th hit of every month since my mom passed December 12th, it always be tough days. And you kind of see my posts. So I uh, just send my condolences to Cat and wishing them best and, if you need anybody to talk to, you could definitely always hit my line. And you've spent so much time in hospitals and with doctors in the last year and a half. What has it been like for you watching what's going on in the country right now? Man, those doctors have been amazing. The nurses, everybody that's doing the work out here is, is great for us. And I like to give a thanks to all those people that's on the front line between the doctors, the nurse, the hospital staff, the EMS workers, police officers, grocery store workers. We appreciate everything you're doing because people don't understand that you're putting a high risk at your life of being out there to try to make sure we have things to make sure we can stay healthier or help people fight this virus. So y'all are doing a great job. Keep it going. And uh, everybody just do your part, man. Just stay safe, stay inside. If you want to go outside, please wear a mask and wear gloves, but stay away from people and just take this serious because people are losing their lives. And we got to really stay focused and be together as a family and as a group and as a team.
And John, thanks so much. We really appreciate that. Stay safe yourself, and uh, we'll see you on the court next season. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. GEICO has the insurance industry-leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere, which means that GEICO is always there for you, if only everyone was always there for you. Like animal control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, You guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. uh, Listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. (laughs) GEICO, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app. Watch the NBA Horse Challenge tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern right here on ESPN and the app. The semifinals have Chauncey Billups taking on Mike Conley and Ali Quigley squaring off against Zach Levine with a championship match right after. And just to get you in the mood, here are the best in-game horse shots in NBA history. This is awesome. Take a look. Hey, hey, with five seconds, into the front court, goes to Malone, into the corner. Malone throws up a brick left side. Oh, my goodness, what a shot! Oh! Ashburn, who could run the baseline, Davis, already counted on a shot attempt. Oh! It's got to go! It He'll count. count it! It's good! Baron Davis has just fought it in from 92 feet away. A three-point goal by the Hornets. Buzzer. Nice job by Vancouver. Six tenths. Oh, that was behind the backboard. Isn't that something? And I thought only you could make those shots, Rod Black. He wasn't handling here. He was just going to the rim, I'm sure. Booker. Got it. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you want to define the phrase grandma shot, that defines the phrase grandma shot. I have never seen anything like that. Did not allow him to put it on the floor and get by. Nice job, J.R. Ryder. All right, it's crunch time here on The Jump. California high schooler Jalen Green is going to the G League. Well, kind of. He's going to this new program to get elite prospects ready for NBA-level play. Sources telling our Jonathan Gavoni and Adrian Wojnarowski that elite high school players like Green will get, wait for it, guys, $500,000 to play on a developmental team. The opponents will be from the G League, four national teams, global NBA academies. So, Richard, how viable an option will this program become for elite prospects? This is this is huge. This is going to change collegiate athletics because I would leave. I would leave this job right now for half a million dollars. I swear to God. I can't say that enough. I can't say that enough. So uh, I, I think when you get all of these players together and you're taking that draw, we saw the drop when Zion Williamson was not in college basketball this year. If you take away the top ten kids, top seven kids every year, it's going to change college athletics. Listen, I love the idea. And look, I got three sons, and if they're top prospects for half a million dollars to go to the G League and then on to the NBA, hey, guess what? We all in. I love what Jalen Green is doing, and we're going to see a ripple. It's going to be a ripple effect. And just think, guys, about how these are future all-stars who might all play together. That's awesome. Thanks, Richard and Perk, for joining me. The Jump Back, 3 o'clock tomorrow. See you then.